0: everyone welcome back to the with love by diamond podcast my name is diamond and i'm your host and today as i mentioned last week i have a very special guest on my podcast and it is my mom tracy lee say hi mom hi everyone (laughs) Um, so I had my mom on the podcast today because she recently released a 21 day devotional that's called poured out like water, 21 days of talking to my Jesus. So I thought I would have her on the podcast just to kind of share, the reasons behind um, the devotional, kind of her heart behind it. And then we're also gonna dive into some of the actual days of the devotional. I've been reading it. I actually read it before um, while she was like in her editing drafting period, but I'm reading it um, now that it's been released. Um, So we're gonna be talking about her devotional, how this all came about to be. And yeah, so we'll go ahead and jump right in. So if you're looking for a new devotional, I'll make sure to, link where you can purchase the devotional in the show notes. Um, But yeah, so mom, do you want to go ahead and share a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, anything that you want to share?
1: Okay, so my name is Tracy and by vocation, I am a licensed vocational nurse. I work as a clinical supervisor. I've been in healthcare for uh, probably about 25 plus years and doing a variety of different roles and so I really enjoy helping people and serving in that way. Um, I also have a nonprofit organization called Created by His Design and we really purpose to equip and um, uh, empower and impact young women in the areas of education, health and leadership. And I also enjoy writing, uh, blogging, uh, doing devotionals and reading. And so that's another passion. And it also really ties into the work that we do for young women in South Africa. We provide a tangible need for them. So it's very common for young girls in South Africa to um, experience period poverty. Uh, They don't Mm -hmm. go to school because they don't have sanitary pads. And so that's one of the things that our organization provides for them in addition to workshops and a book club so that we can promote literacy. And we are also a faith-based organization. So everything we do is Christ-centered. And so those are some of the things that um, I do and enjoy. And as you mentioned, I just released the 21-day devotional, which is my first published um, writing. So really excited about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, so um, you can now add author to your title. So just to, I guess, talk a little bit about that. You've always loved writing since you were a child, like very, very young. Um, So kind of tell us about that, your dreams for writing. You've written before, but not um, where you've, you've actually published before um, Mm -hmm. a poem, but now to see this kind of actually realized all these years later. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so i won a writing contest when i was eight years old in the third grade and i knew from then that i wanted to write and at the time the focus was um, even at eight writing was going to be a career i thought that's what i'll do as my career my you know everyday work that's what i'll i'll be as a writer Um, i always enjoyed books reading i could lose myself in a book i still really Mm -hmm. enjoy reading everything from fiction to nonfiction to kind of self-help faith-based books, things on leadership. That's an area that I'm really um, trying to grow in right now. So I'm reading a lot of things in line with leadership, but I've always wanted to write. And so I always did a lot of um, writing in school. English was a subject that I always excelled in. Um, anytime there was a writing project at school, I really was interested in doing it. And that's where I really felt like I could, you know, um, express myself. And so I did a lot of poetry writing, a lot of short story Mm -hmm. writing. And as you mentioned, I had a poem published in like an anthology of poetry um, years ago, I think I was like a teen or um, early young adult, kind of age range when I had that published. So I've always dreamt of writing. Um, it's just really been a passion to do that. I used to be a very big journaler as well. So I would put a lot of thoughts to paper. And I think mm-hmm. it's a blessing when you can read what an author wrote and then apply it to your life. Or it feels relatable. Yeah. Or even yeah. if it's a fiction story, when it's really like vivid and you feel like you're there and you can see yes. and the, you know, the sights and sounds mm-hmm. and smells. And so... I think reading is just, um, you know, it, it exposes you to things that maybe you wouldn't have even otherwise been exposed to. So if I've never been to Italy, but I'm reading a book and it, the setting is in Italy, like there's a different exposure, a different knowledge base mm-hmm. that you can get. Even if it's a fiction book, you know, now you know something mm-hmm. about something you didn't know before. Um, but mm-hmm. particularly when you're things that are like devotionals and faith-based books is really an encouragement to sometimes there's things that you can't say um, or you don't feel like you can say maybe to your friends or even um, Mm -hmm. spiritual mentors but you can dive into a devotional and say like oh okay I see myself in that yeah I've experienced that Mm -hmm. or the encouragement that I needed at that time and sometimes it's really God speaking to us through Mm -hmm. someone else's Didn't work um so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah that's that's very true all of the passion or all of the yeah all of the passions that my mom has like for reading and writing and journaling she actually passed that all down to me too because i have the same um passions reading was always a big deal growing up in our household and learning how to read and like reading well um and so that was something that she made sure that me and my older brother, we read a lot growing up. and We knew how to read, we enjoyed reading. Um, I probably enjoyed it a bit more than my older brother did. But um, And then journaling, my mom gave me my first journal when I was eight years old and I've been journaling ever since. And so it's it's funny, just like the, you know, what a parent passes down to their child, that's one thing for sure that my mom has passed down. Um, to me um so now to talk about your devotional so you've been wanting to write a devotional or some sort of like faith-based um book for a while so kind of take us through how this devotional actually came to be what season of life were you in when you were writing it and yeah go from there
1: yeah so i began writing The devotional in 2020. And so, so much happened in the world during 2020. So, it was like really Mm -hmm. tumultuous for a lot of people. You know, COVID, that was really unheard of in our generation to be Mm -hmm. in a pandemic like that. There was so much uncertainty around it, so much like political unrest, social, Mm -hmm. um, racial unrest, and divide. Uh, And just a lot was going on at that time. So um, we had an unexpected move. You were in college at the time. We had an unexpected move. It wasn't something that I wanted to do, but it was um, necessary. Uh, That Mm -hmm. also caused uh, me at the time to move, you know, a distance away from work where I was spending like three hours on the road to and from, because that was really Mm -hmm. stressful. We had the George Floyd murder. There were several other um, murders and things that were going on in the community at that time. And then I was in a new department at work where they didn't really know me. I didn't really know the people. Um, I think I was only there for like four months before the pandemic started. I was mm-hmm. a year um, out of a breast cancer diagnosis and surgery mm-hmm. and treatment. You know, so it was mm-hmm. the. Breast cancer, it was the move, it was the George Floyd murder and all the social and racial unrest and divide. Um, there were mm-hmm. a lot of things going on with your brother in terms of his mental health and his safety, um, yeah. you know, just everything that was going on at that time. And then also, there was just a lot going on at work where the things that were going on in the world were starting to be pulled into the workplace. So, I work mm-hmm. in healthcare. Are we a sick site? Are we a well site? It was all of the daily briefings about COVID and um, precautions and parameters. Uh, You know, I was having to make decisions where I was furloughing staff um, who was actually going to be laid off at that time. Who did we need to work? You know, the concern for their safety, their well-being. There was a lot of fear. Um, There was a lot of COVID being past that work honestly you know some of it was community exposure some of it was work it was the you know, is the masking yeah just everything and then your university shut down as well and then you uh-huh. had to move home. and we were in a really tiny small space that we were not used to or accustomed to that wasn't the plan um there was just a lot of things that were going on at work where i was experiencing a lot of microaggressions A lot of bias. Um, Some of it was, you know, insubordination. So there was a lot. Manager was in transition to retire. Some of the things she didn't know about that were going on at the site, she found out about some things and began to lend some support. But before that, I didn't really have leadership support. So it was a really, really crazy time. And so Mm -hmm. I began to... Right to start journaling and putting things to um, paper. And I think I had listened to a message where um, the scripture, uh, where David, um, you know, he's on the battlefield, he's running from his son, and he's, but he's a king, and he's like, hyped out. And he, you know, whether he's saying it directly to his men, or he's just speaking out loud, and he's just saying, you know, gosh, I wish, you know, paraphrasing, I wish I had something to drink. I'm so thirsty. And he has these loyal men and they literally break through enemy lines to get him the water. You know, this is their king. They're serving him. He's basically, you know, their captain of this, you know, army while they're all hiding out and they bring the water to him and he pours the water out. And he, you know, just says that he, he, it's not something he can drink. He's pouring that water out. Like he's pouring his life out to God. And so that really Mm -hmm. just kind of like, wow, you know, like, okay, he says he wanted something, he got it, but then he, he sacrificed it. He was in that season of where I'm going to sacrifice this um, to God and I'm not going to, you know, my men, even though they risked their lives and who knows what they were thinking, like, man, we, we risked our lives to get him this water and, He's not even Uh going to drink the sacrifice of David. And so I just really thought about that. Just like, God, I'm not, honestly, I'm not really hearing you during this season. Like everything seems like crazy and a mess. Like I'm having trouble sleeping and having anxiety. Like so much is going on. And Mm -hmm. I just, I just like pour my life out. And so I began to write um just you know kind of daily and then the holy spirit really just kind of gave me that like put this into a book like this this is a devotional um Mm -hmm. that you you can write so whether it's you're the only one that ever reads this or you publish it Mm -hmm. like put pen to paper and began to write and so that's really how it started
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and how many years did it take you to publish or start the editing process
1: yeah so um i reviewed it i read it after i got done with the 21 days and so i would go through periods where i would write right write. you know or i would try and do write a day every day but then there are some days where it's like i just nothing was really like coming i wasn't writing so there were some gaps and then i wrote um mm. uh, would go through the 21 days and kind of, then once I knew like, I'm gonna put this into a a devotional and put all this writing together, I started just Mm kind of rereading. There were some things I took out, some things I added, You know, like what do I wanna um, have in here for sort of takeaways and questions. Mm -hmm. And so the whole process was honestly about three years because I just published this year and so i went through it several times myself i would you know edit myself take out add put in maybe change some days um really kind of thought about uh, transparency how transparent i want to be with some of those Mm days or if i'm not transparent enough you know what i wanted that to look like and so i Mm -hmm. spent quite a bit doing that and then finally Um, just really kind of made the decision to go forward with publishing it. And and as God began to reveal other things that he wanted me to do with this message, with um, the devotional. um, So those kind of things. So it was about a three year process. And then I mentioned the uh, nonprofit organization created by his design. Um, At that time, I was still serving the girls in South Africa as well. And one of the things that we do is we survey uh, the young women that we work with at the beginning, and then kind of midway after we're working with them. And the first group of girls that we were working with, we have provided them with Bibles and some different, you know, tools and that to Mm -hmm. help their prayer life. And one of the girls that said, now I can talk to my Jesus. And I thought like, wow, this is really what this is. Like I'm journaling, but I'm talking to my Jesus. And so that's how part Mm of the name to be as well, poured out like water, 21 days of talking to my Jesus. And so Mm -hmm. published this year in 2023. And so really excited about it. And out of that, um, we've burst some other things out of the devotional. Now there is, uh, we have a blog and a devotional site where people can mm-hmm. purchase the devotional, but go there and find other readings. And not just by myself, it's a, other women, particularly women of color, who really just have something they wanna put pen to paper, but they have an encouraging message for women um, that mm-hmm. they can put out there, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay, yay for the devotional finally being published, woo <laughs> Um so I thought um since we are doing this podcast that maybe we would just go through a few of the days um together and kind of talk about them um and just to hear kind of like your heart now my kind of takeaways um as I've been reading it um so I'm going to go ahead and start with day 1 the very first day of the devotional and it's titled God where are you I feel like I'm drowning first of all, the, even just like the title of the, the different titles that you have for the different days, I think resonate with so many people because they're just questions or thoughts that we have about our life or our circumstance. And even just the titles alone um, pull you in. And I feel like that's the level of transparency that you were kind of talking about, even in just like the simple the simplest things in just like the titles of the devotional, that's a level of honesty and transparency that I don't think we see enough in um, in the kingdom or just like in the church. We don't see an, enough transparency in feeling like, okay, God, like, why is this happening to me right now? I don't understand. Um, so, yeah. So, again, day one, God, where are you? I feel like I'm drowning. And you write, God, where are you? You promised to never leave me or forsake me, but I cannot feel your presence. In fact, I feel like you have left me. Maybe you have forsaken me. Why do I feel so alone during this season? I feel like I have poured out my life before you and have nothing left. You you could say I'm a bit desperate, God. There's undoubtedly an emptiness that I need you to fill. If we're completely honest, many of us have felt this way a time or two in our lives, It may have been at an earlier stages with our walk, in our walk with God. Some call that being a baby Christian. There may be times when when these thoughts come after losing a loved one. Destructive behaviors of a child may have prompted these feelings. The change of job or finances may have happened unexpectedly. Maybe even the loss of your health. Well, we must remind ourselves that God promises that he will never leave us. He will never leave me or you. We are not and will not be forsaken. The Lord will always save us from drowning in our circumstances. God has already thrown us a lifeline. His name is Jesus. Yeah, so that was day one. And um, it's it's heavy in the sense that I think everyone feels at some point in their lives that I'm drowning. Um, there's this movie that um, I like, it's called Beyond the Lights. And there's one scene in the movie where the main, the female lead, she's crying and she's just really distraught. And she mentions that she feels like she's in the middle of the street and she feels like she's drowning. She feels like she can't breathe and that no one can see her. And um, I think many of us have felt like we, are drowning, that no one can see that we're drowning um, in the circumstances of of life. And it feels heavy. It feels very burdensome. And it feels like we can't get out of the current circumstance that we're in. Um, but as you mentioned, that God did throw us a lifeline and that his name is Jesus. So if you could just share a little bit with us about day one, and the lifeline that we have um in jesus
1: yeah so i think that as believers right we walk by faith and not by sight that's like a non-negotiable um even when we can't see where we're going that's a non-negotiable that's like well you know part of our rules of engagement it's like put on the armor of god it's you know walking by faith uh but i think that you know, God came to the earth um, in the form of a man. He came in a way that's relatable to us. There's no way that we were just going to kind of go here and relate mm-hmm. to God. He did that. And so um, he sacrificed and came um, and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to walk, walk the earth. And even though that was over 2000 years ago and we don't have that firsthand experience, he dealt with all of the same things that we dealt with. And so, mm-hmm. but it doesn't that we never feel like we're in a season where we're just drowning. Like there's so much going Mm -hmm. on. Like I mentioned, I started writing the devotional and that was day one because that's literally how I felt. Like I just can't, I I can't get my breath. I can't get out from under Mm -hmm. these waves um, of life. It doesn't mean you're weak. Doesn't mean you're not Mm -hmm. a good Christian. It doesn't mean that you don't have any faith. Um, And that's going to look different for all of us. But I think it was like, okay, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. But yet I know this, like, I know you sent Jesus Christ to not only Mm -hmm. die for my sins, to carry my burdens, you know, cover any shame. Like I'm washed in the blood. I'm made new. My mind is renewed. Um, My Uh emotions are real. I don't have to hide them from you because you know anyway so it's like, I know all of this um, intellectually, but right now my heart is heavy and this is where I am. And so I'm going to be honest and transparent and put this before you. And sometimes I think, yeah. you know, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, um, sometimes going through certain seasons, it feels like, God, you're not there. I don't hear you. Yeah. I can't feel you. I feel like. I'm forsaken, even though your word says you'll never leave me or forsake me. But I do have to mm-hmm. remind myself, like, okay, I feel like I'm drowning, but I have that lifeline. Jesus is my lifeline. I do have to go back mm-hmm. to that and and mm-hmm. think about that. Even if I'm not feeling yeah. it, I have to just kind of almost rehearse it in my mind. I'm. I feel like I'm drowning but Jesus is my lifeline, like I'm, which means mm-hmm. I'm not going. I feel like I am, but I'm, I'm not going to like, there's so, there's mm-hmm. a savior, right? there's a savior. And so mm-hmm. when you think about mm-hmm. lifeguards or being in boats and water and all of that, and a lifeline is, is thrown, it's, it's your savior. It's the thing that's going to save you. Jesus is my savior. And so regardless of my circumstance or situation or how I feel, he's my savior mm-hmm. he's my life as long as i hold on to jesus then then i'm i'm not going to drown but it doesn't mean that i can't right. acknowledge where i am in that season
0: yeah yeah and i think a lot of us we for we forget that a lot of the emotions and even some of a lot of the experiences that we have god has experienced just in his like we can read all the way back to the Old Testament, um, his feelings of betrayal from the people of Israel or just, you know, not feeling like they're listening to him, feeling a sense of rejection. And then we also see that in the life of Jesus and the and people that he interacted with. I think we forget that there are so many different examples and people that we can look to in the Bible who've actually experienced a lot of the same things that we've experienced in um, in life and you know Jesus wept he had tears he was constantly betrayed by the people that were closest to him um and then you know when he died on the cross everything every sin every sickness every disease every feeling every burden that we as humans carry he took it on the cross and right before he died didn't he say my god my god why have you forsaken me yeah. and he said that right before he died um well on the cross on the cross and then he rose again but he said that on the cross and so to know that a savior can feel like god like you and god literally he removed his eyes like from what was happening on the cross like it was just so so heavy um with Jesus taking every, all the weight of the world and all the sin of the world. And God literally turned his, you know, eyes away. And then Jesus, you know, crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If Jesus can feel forsaken, we can also feel forsaken. But then we can also remember that, you know, that God didn't forsake us and God didn't forsake Jesus because then he rose again on the third day. So he was not, um, you okay forsaken, like God, you know, raised him, raised him up. And now he's seated at the right hand um, of the father.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So see, there's another day that I wanted um, to read. Let me find it. okay so it's day six and um the scripture for the day is you threw me into the ocean depths and i sank down to the hearts of the sea the mighty waters engulfed me i was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves jonah two three engulf means to eat or swallow something whole imagine being engulfed by anything a fire a job a relationship or even water I cannot swim. You, mom, cannot (laughs) swim. So that's a terrifying thought, Lord. Jesus, you know my comings and goings, my waking and laying down. You know me better than I know myself. It is not a surprise to you that I can be a Jonah Jr. Abba, Father, you give me instruction and I start running. Before I know it, I am being thrown from the proverbial ship tossed in the sea engulfed by the waves of uncertainty swallowed up spiritually emotionally and mentally the giant well of my problems eventually spits me out thank you god i land on solid ground under your tree of protection i made it through without succumbing to the depths of the ocean when i think about jonah when i think about what jonah went through i must admit it makes me laugh he was trying to outrun god and be so stubborn that he thought his ways were higher Like most of us, Jonah had high opinions of of people, places, and situations. Jesus, you have shown us that this is precisely what God cares about. People, their places, and conditions. Father, help me to trade, being engulfed by the waves of judgment, worry, wandering, and running, to be consumed by your spirit. Lead me beside peaceful streams. I submit my will to yours. Like Jonah, I humble myself before you. I will flow like water with your instruction. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so kind of take us through day six. Yeah, so
1: um, you know, the story of Jonah is that God told him, I want you to go to these people in Nineveh, you know, um basically like minister to them. And Jonah was, mm-hmm. you know, these were evil, awful people into all kind of practices, all kind of worship of crazy things they worship like Fish gods and, you know, and all of that stuff. And there was a lot of backstory and back history that would have been, you know, maybe prior to Jonah's generation, a generation or two with the people of Nineveh. And so Jonah likely heard about the people of Nineveh kind of growing up, so to speak. And so Mm -hmm. I think he already biases about them. And so God is like, no, go Mm -hmm. speak to these people. And Jonah's like, that's not really what I want to do. And so God, you know, caused or allowed him to be uh, thrown into the ocean and, and swallowed by that well and, and spit out. And so, um, and even then Jonah, you know, he's, he's safe, lands to safety, but he still has this kind of hardened heart towards these people of Nineveh. But I really mm-hmm. just kind of looked at the story and there's so many times that God will ask us, you know, tell us to do something and we're running. Um, and part of it is because mm-hmm. we already have a thought about the situation um, or the people mm-hmm. or the experience or the circumstance, or we're so burdened down. Like Jonah may have heard about things generationally. Mm-hmm. We're so burdened right. down by our own judgment of ourselves, maybe other people's feelings or view of us. So we either don't go and do it because we don't think where you're sent where you're sending us or the people that you're sending us to is worthy, or we think we're not worthy to go and do it. Like we're not the ones that God has called um, to do that. And so mm-hmm. just kind of reading through the story of Jonah and um, you know, water is all throughout the Bible. There's something, you know, going on with water and um mm-hmm. I just resonated with jonah's story because i think you know sometimes we can be so burdened by our own problems or situation Uh or circumstance that we kind of run from what god is telling us and honestly it could be as simple as i just need you to get in my presence but we're so busy Mm -hmm. thinking about everything else that's going on that we're still not doing what he's telling us to do or he may say go serve over here or do this or share my word with this group but our circumstances will keep us sometimes from doing what god has called us to do but he still Mm -hmm. never allows us to be engulfed by that right he always Mm -hmm. makes a way to escape there's always a way out and it's always um safety like in his presence Mm -hmm. so just like he did jonah didn't die he wasn't you know killed by the well but those problems will spit you out like you if you let yourself be consumed and engulfed by what's going on you will be um in a place where you can't even hear what god is telling you to do and sometimes we are there and we need to surrender and submit that to the lord but um you know just kind of thinking about jonah and it's like yep i've been there running from god like not listening letting my problems engulf me rather than letting, you know, the spirit um, consume me. Um, but thank yeah. God, Jonah, he kind of came to a senses, did, you know, what he was supposed to do. And it's like, also, we have to remember, um, God is not as sensitive to our circumstance. Like we just talked about before, mm-hmm. he knows everything that we're going through and that we've gone through. Yeah. But if we continue to run from God, And there's something he's calling us to do. There's two things. One, we don't fulfill the purpose that he has for us, whether it's overall Mm -hmm. purpose or a season, Um, and he will use somebody else to do what needs to be done. And you'll still be in worry and judgment Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's really was just the cry of my heart, though. Like, Lord, help me help me be consumed by your spirit. Like I need your help. And it's okay Mm to be transparent before the Lord and say, God, I need you. You know, I need your help. Let me not be engulfed by these problems. Let me be consumed. And God is so faithful, just like he was with Jonah. He will help us. Um, and he will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, With Jonah's story, I think, like you had mentioned, like many of us, we tend to run from the thing that God's called us to do out of fear for what the thing actually is. So if it's a people, place, position, whatever, and I think um, out of fear because we don't feel worthy enough to take up whatever God's called us to do. Um, I don't know if that was that wasn't necessarily Jonah's, um, position he was running because he didn't like the people of Nineveh. Um, but here on, you know, in today's day and age, some of us do run because we feel like we're not worthy of Mm -hmm. the place. Mm -hmm. The people are the position that God has called us to minister to, that God has called us to meet, to talk to the position that he's called us into, um, because of fear for that thing and fear for our own selves um and you know Jonah being engulfed by the well he sat in the well's belly for what 3 days um i'm sure he had a lot of time to think about um what he had just done um because now it's been delayed it's he de- yeah. by that it delayed him going to talk to the people of Nineveh but he still yeah. he still ended up there anyways So, um, while he sat in the belly of the well for three days, I'm sure thinking about what had just happened, hoping that the Lord would possibly find someone else to do it. Turns out (laughs) he ended up exactly in the place that God had called him. Yeah. Called him into. So I'm sure it was a really humbling experience and, um, and also I'm sure Jonah felt like he at that time was just too big to talk to the people of Nineveh. Like, let them worry about themselves. Like, I, I'm i gonna worry about what I got going on. I know those sure. people. They're not, you know, good people. They worship okay. crazy gods and all that kind of stuff. Like, let them kind of like have their way with their lifestyle or whatever. Um And so I think we all can identify with running away from the thing that God had called us to do. Whether that wasn't be physically like running away from it or just even spiritually running away from it and not even getting before God, like you heard what God said, but now like you're trying to shut that out and trying to do other things. You're trying to go in completely different directions, um, trying to do different, take different jobs, trying to meet different people, trying to run away from the very thing that God had called you to do. And like you had mentioned, if you're not going to do it, then God will get get someone else to do it. He doesn't want anyone else. He called you to do it, but he has a bigger purpose to fulfill and, um, you know, people yeah. to save. And so if we won't do it, God will absolutely get someone else. And then, you know, restoration then has to come in our own lives after the fact and trying to get back into alignment and get back in, um, to purpose.
1: Yeah. And I love that you talked about like the Jonah being in the belly's well for three days. There's so much, um, the word of God is so beautiful because there's a lot of like, um, imagery, symbolism, there's things that are Mm -hmm. literal. There's just um, but even that three days in the belly's well, right? Like the Lord, when he died on the cross, when Jesus died, it was like three days. And then he rose again, yes. you know, he was yes. like in the depth for three days before he rose. Yes. And so there is nothing that we go through that the Lord doesn't understand or has experienced himself, mm-hmm. like really. But yet yeah, he was without sin and perfect, but he experienced all the yeah. same things and so of like foreshadowing and um you know messaging so it is just really rich that you know and that's kind of i guess a show for another day but um just so rich like the things of god and and what he shares and the mm-hmm. way he speaks to us and ministers to us um through his mm-hmm. word and
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's really good okay I'll just read one more day see what day i want to read okay um oh this is i love this one so it's day 12 the waters are stirred and the verse the beginning verse is john 5 3 through 9 and it says in these lay a great multitude of sick people blind lame paralyzed waiting for waiting for the moving of the water for an angel went down at the certain time into the pool and stirred up the water Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for thirty-eight years. Now Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time. He said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, "Rise, take up your bed and walk." And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. For 40 for 38 years he sat by the pool of Beth- Bethesda waiting for someone to put him in. For 38 years he was he wanted healing available to him daily, yet he didn't go after it. Lord, you asked him, "Do you want to be made well?" You knew the answer, yet you asked the question anyway. You always know what we need, but allow us to see our dependence on you to get what we need. His response was interesting. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, others step down before me. I truly do not doubt that he wanted to be healed. I think about how many years I have stayed stuck in a position, thinking about how others seem to be moving on or ahead. Sometimes I daydream about something. I'm sorry. Sometimes I daydream about someone coming along to help me. They fix some issues, financial or otherwise, on my behalf so that I can move ahead, waiting for someone to come along to help me gain something I desire. I fight against the voice of the Lord that says, Lord, I do not have anyone to put me into the pool. This is when I must ask myself to do it because I really want to be made well. An organized. In organizational psychology and organizational leadership, they call this competing commitment, what we are deeply committed to in the season of life. Did this man want to be made well or was he comfortably committed to sitting by the pool for 38 years using the excuse that he had no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up? What, we are comfort- what are we comfortably committed to? The waters are continuously stirred for us. We only need to accept the help of Jesus to step in. There's no need to wait for a human man or a woman to accomplish all the Lord has for us. It is time for us to pick up our excuses, fears, low self-esteem, concerns, failures, or whatever the mat represents. We are no longer lame. We have been healed. We have what we need to go and tell the goodness of God. Better yet, show the goodness of God without fear or shame. We deserve to be made well because the Lord has already determined we are worth it by his standards, not someone else's.
1: Ooh, Come on. That was good. That is good. That'll... It is good. <laughs> I
0: That'll... I'm
1: Telling you is good. Like you're reading it. I'm like, man, I, I wrote that. I did that. Yeah. Yes. Good. That's so yes. good. I, love it. I love it. But yeah, do do I want to be made well? Right, like that's yeah. the question that I have to ask myself. Honestly, am I sitting by the pool waiting for a human man to put me in? Um, and again, yeah. even that scripture and that text, there's so much to unpack in there. Um, number one, the Lord is always willing. Like He comes mm-hmm. alongside lame and the sick, right? All of those, I think, emo- uh, physical ailments in the Bible that we read about, um, these are real people. Mm-hmm. These are real things that really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of those physical ailments are represent uh, representative of our spiritual ailments, our emotional mm-hmm. ailments, mm-hmm. mental ailments, and yes, even our physical ailments, but do I really want to be made well? Like, um right. don't make excuses like the waters are stirred mm-hmm. and so just even in that it was like I, i'm reading the scripture i'm writing i'm going through a season yeah. but i'm telling myself like do you want to be made well mm-hmm. and and that was the season where i was in feeling like people are getting ahead who didn't seem like to me they deserved it like there's all this stuff mm-hmm. going on and I mentioned, mm-hmm. you know so much of- were a lot of things that were said that were really like racial things that were said that were really yeah. hurtful um and that I felt like were kind of keeping me like stuck and you know I couldn't mm-hmm. move ahead and there was some like mm-hmm. literal professional like blockers and, and things that were going on um but do I want to be made well like what am I yes. doing I'm kind of sitting by the pool, waiting for a man to put me in for everything to be fixed. Wow. Like, just a realization, like, Lord, it's me and you. Like, I want to be made well. And so being open okay. and transparent. Number one, if you're not well, you know, and we all go through those seasons, none of us have arrived. But do you truly mm-hmm. want to be made well? or are you just saying you want to be made well? Like, you know, you just read the competing commitments. Like, what are you really committed to? Are you committed to healing? Are you committed to your situation? And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, God's there, Jesus is there. If we really want to be made well, Mm -hmm. he, he is, he's already taken everything on the cross. Like we talked about before. And so I think getting into the mindset where the waters are stirred the waters are troubled the waters are always yeah. stirred it's like, time to like get yeah. in and well so
0: yeah that's really good you said a a few things but um and just looking at it, the scripture um the first thing when Jesus asked the man you know do you want to be made well he immediately turns it to other people what they didn't do
1: oh i had no one
0: to i had no one to put me in i had no one to help me there was no one in my corner like all these things that we say when god is giving us an opportunity just to say yes or yes lord like i need you yes like come and help me yes you know like And and that Mm -hmm. takes a level of transparency like we had talked about and, and honesty just to say like, yes, like I cannot figure this out on my own. Like I, and there is no one else. Like Lord, like it it just has to be you because there is no one else, but he made all these other excuses for people who did not help him. And that's not what the Lord is looking for. Like we can, and it's not to say that we can't present, um, the things that we've experienced to God because we can and we should and we can tell the Lord our frustrations with the people out here who have been just peopling and acting just like humans do. <laughs> like and they often forget or they often um push aside people who they think and this is and this is an interesting thing. He said that people have been getting into the water before him. I'm sure that they were just scrambling trying to like get into the water. Yeah really like pushing him aside and so for a lot of us we have been pushed aside by people trying to get ahead of us and we're just sitting there stuck stuck just sitting there and now when god is like okay like i'll put you in like i'll heal you i'll give you that position i'll promote you i'll make a way for you we then say well god Such and such had this before me. They pushed me aside. They missed me for the promotion. They didn't see me. They didn't notice me. I've been sitting here for however many years in the same job title, in the same position, in the same circumstance. And God is like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really asking you like about any of that right Mm -hmm. now. Like we can talk about it, but let me heal you first. Let me give you this first. And that's what I think about when I read that scripture.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, that season of like, Lord, you know, we've had mm-hmm. to move. Lord, there's financial burdens. Lord, but my yeah. breast cancer, Lord, or uh, my diagnosis of breast cancer, not my breast cancer. Yes. But, and then it's like, Lord, right. the people at work, Lord, the, you know, all the social unrest, Lord, COVID, like, you know, all of these things. And he's like, Tracy, do you want to be made well? Like I'm, I'm asking oh, yeah. you like, okay, you've been uh-huh. going through this for this season. Do you want to be made well? And so, um, yeah, that's, and it's still a question. I think that yeah, the Lord is asking and it's still like, okay, do I want to be made well? Or am I still doing that? Like, but, 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 you know, but mm-hmm. this person, that uh-huh. person, I want to be made well. And so that, that's good. That's a good, good question to mm-hmm. sit with the scripture to um, meditate on.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Um and then in the let's see in the devotional um he spent you said that he spent 38 years 38 mm-hmm. years waiting by the pool and I think sometimes when we are praying for thing and praying for things and asking God for things he's also relying on us to move too. Like we also have to participate in the healing, in the breakthrough, in, you know, all of the the supernatural works and the miracles our pastor had preached on, um, the super and the natural, like God will do the super, right. he'll do the miraculous thing, but we also have to move in the natural. The Bible talks about faith without works is dead. So we, we can have the faith, but we can also, we have to also put in the work to see the thing. Mm-hmm realized in our in our lives and that's whatever um that is and so I can't imagine him just waiting there by the yeah. by the pool for 38 years like he didn't move right right and it's like his he
1: was lame his legs didn't work but he still had the arms you know right,
0: and right. like
1: we Crawl and even, even if that's how we have to get there, crawl and scratch yes. and you know,
0: mm-hmm. um, to
1: get to the Lord, you know, He's He's gonna help yes. us, but yeah, it's you know, steps yeah. that movement doing what you can do to, um, to get to God. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah.
0: yes, yes, that's that's so good. And then you also mentioned in the devotional, are we comfortably what are we comfortably committed to? Um, and As people, it's easy to get comfortable in our situation and in our circumstance. Um, And I know for me and you, we talked about we have certain family members who just seem so comfortable in the season that they're in. Like, And it's like you don't have to be – sometimes we get comfortable being sad. We get comfortable being depressed. We get comfortable in our anxiety. We get comfortable – with our laziness, we get comfortable at the job that we're in, the we get comfortable in the relationships that we're in, and then and we're not moving at all. Like we're just we're comfortable, but we're also comfortable complaining too. Like comfortable right. like just staying in the season and in the position that we're in. And then once we break out of that thing and we get into the new space and into the new season, we're then like, wait a minute, like this is too good to be true. This is too, Mm -hmm. I feel too good. I'm, I feel Mm -hmm. too much joy. I feel Mm -hmm. way too better being out of that relationship. I feel Mm -hmm. way better being out of this job or, you know, this title or this position. And it's because we've gotten so used and so comfortable being in a space of destruction, being in a space of depression and anxiety and sadness Um, and I think we are also the very, we are also the very thing that will block the blessing that God has for us because we're so comfortably committed to the thing that has been holding us back Mm -hmm. for years and years, or even just for a few days, it could just be days that we're just comfortable sitting Mm -hmm. in the, you know, in the positions that we are, um, that we're in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. You know, Jesus said take up your mat and walk. He could have just told them, get up and walk, you know? But it was like that thing that you've been sitting in, sitting on comfortably, Mm -hmm. like take that thing up and move, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really, really good. It's really good. Okay, so as we um, begin to close out your book is titled poured out like water 21 days of talking to my Jesus what are the steps that we can take in our just in our daily lives it doesn't have to be anything super drastic I think we make um Christianity just like this big um like we have to make these big overarching things to walk with God and God is simple he's like just walk with me just talk with me spend time with me um, so what are the things that you think that we can do daily to pour our lives out to God?
1: Yeah, I think you, you said it right. I think it being, you know, the Lord never told us it was going to be easy, you know, being, mm-hmm. being, Christian is not always easy, but, um, but it's simple too, you know, like you said, it's mm-hmm. really simplistic. So the thing that I would say to encourage all of us to pour out our life is, be transparent before god just talk to him like you Mm -hmm. would your closest even i'm not even going to say your closest friend because you want to be at a deeper level with intimacy um and intimacy with Mm -hmm. the lord so i would say transparent number one be transparent tell him how you feel tell him what you're going through he knows but He wants to hear from you. That's part of relationship and partnership. And so I would say, number one, be transparent. I'm not going to tell you, you know, start five minutes in the morning and five in the afternoon and 10 at night. I, you know, I don't know your sleep schedule, your rhythms, your patterns. So just be transparent before the Lord, whatever time that works, um, you know, for you. I'm not talking about eloquent, long prayers. Just be, just say, Lord, I feel so forgotten. In this season, yeah. this is happening at work. I feel like I'm passed mm-hmm. over, or I don't feel safe, or I'm dealing with anxiety, and I feel guilty because I'm a believer, and I don't know that doesn't match with what I've heard and what I know. Like, or yeah. um, I'm sick, and I I want to go do the things that the doctor is saying, but. Other people are telling me, no, just stand on faith. Or am I bad if I have the surgery or treatment? Does that mean I don't have faith? Or Lord, you've called me to this group of people and I'm afraid. Or the truth is, I don't feel comfortable around that group of people. But you've told me to go and I don't really want to go. Or my finances are a mess and I'm guilty because I feel like I haven't stewarded what you've given me well. Whatever it is, whatever it is, be transparent before the Lord. I would say start there. That's the first step to pouring your life out before the Lord is transparency. Like tell him Mm -hmm. what's going on, but then you need to have um, a listening ear, be willing and open to hear what the Lord is saying to you. He's always speaking that Mm -hmm. looks different for um, different, you know, for each of us. It may even be for a person, but make sure that, you know, if someone comes to you with something that you're confirming, confirming that, you know, with the word, go to the word. But I would say mm-hmm. be transparent before God. Um, Listen, allow him to speak to you. Don't just go to the next thing. Um. But, you know, keep your eyes and ears open and your heart open for what God wants to do, even in the most difficult season. You know, even with loss mm-hmm. or tragedy, you know, what you and I have been through, um, just mm-hmm. be transparent for the Lord. You know, know that he's big enough. He can take it. He hasn't left you. He hasn't left us or forsaken us. Like he's a faithful, mm-hmm. loving God. Um, he just wants to hear from you, whatever it is. Nothing's too too shameful, too hard, too anything. Like you're right. still okay if you're not feeling okay in this season. Um, and God loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's what he wants. He wants us to be transparent.
0: Mm-hmm. that's really that's really, really good. I think transparency is so important, especially as believers, too often. And me, you've talked about this before too, just, you know, being in church settings and people kind of diminishing Mm -hmm. the feelings, the things that we're going through and just say, well, just pray about it. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, like God, God, breakthrough is coming and it's like, no, but like, I'm feeling like these very real things in my life right now and I'm hurting, I'm scared, I'm struggling, I don't know what to do. And yes, we can go before the father, but we in doing that we need to be transparent when we go before him. It's not healthy to be like, "Oh God, like going going to God in prayer and being like, God, like you are just I know you're going to take care of it." And we can say that and we can believe that, but like you said, like God also wants to hear the the things that we're going through. He already knows what we're going through. He already knows what we're feeling. We just be able to being able to verbalize it to the Father um and then also say, "But God, I know you're going to take care of it. God, I know you see the thing that I'm going through, um, along with the feelings that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I think,
1: you know, sometimes when we're experiencing, or if you're experiencing anxiety, a lot of that comes from fear and it's fear (laughs) of something, fear of the unknown. And I think that the way to, I think, as believers, sometimes we we'll say, "No, we don't have anxiety as believers," and you know that's of the okay. enemy. Um, and I think that it is. I think any any way, shape, or form that the enemy can get us off course, he's gonna do it, and he knows right. like those areas to push our buttons. But I think that if you can take that fear and be transparent before God. He'll work those things out. He'll begin to reveal things to you. He'll, you know, he'll cause you to lie down and sleep and, and keep mm-hmm. you in safety. That mm-hmm. will like mitigate the anxiety, you know. So right. it, just be transparent before God about whatever those things are. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. It doesn't mean that you're not believing for the breakthrough. It doesn't mean that you're not pouring right. your life out like water before the Lord. You are, right. but you're also some things and so he gave us all of our emotions and all of that Mm -hmm. not to be ruled them um but they're needed and part of the way that we communicate communicate with people and relate to people he's a relational god um so i think knowing he's a relational god just just go ahead be transparent you know before him tell him it's kind of like sometimes when you talk to someone and you tell them how you're feeling and what's going on and you get this or that off your chest, you know, most of the time you feel better. You feel like I'm burdened a little bit, but like how much more, if we do that with the father, how much more unburdened would we feel? Um, and he's really the one who can fix it. You know, like something that I've learned in terms of, is like complaining up, not and and I don't want to use the word complaining, like you know, complaining is a good thing, but raising causes or um, concerns up, you know, going uh, vertical versus horizontal, right? Because if I talk to one of my peers, mm-hmm. like, yes, they have ideas, they may have suggestions, but depending on what that thing is, they can't fix it. And before you know mm-hmm. it, this like horizontal relationship turns into gossip. But if you go vertical, that's typically the person who can fix it. And that may not always work in the right, you okay. know, it depends on the setting. It may not always work in the, you know, quote unquote, right order or what have you. But I think it's that way with the Father. We need to stay vertical with what's going yeah. on. That's, that's where we pour. When yeah. we are too horizontal, like we get stuck. And I I feel like that's where I was in that season of writing the devotional. I had so much coming at me, you know, just seemed like from the left and the right, but I was trying to um, see how I could fix it here. How could I handle it here? Um, mm-hmm. But thank God for the gift of like writing and journaling, which anyone can do. You know, some people are mm-hmm. really like gifted writers and they're the best sellers and all of that. But I think you don't need to worry about being that. You know, if if writing helps you write, put it on paper, journal, get your thoughts and your feelings out there. That's another method and way of pouring. Just write to the Father. Write, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, mm-hmm. and some of those things, uh, make sure they're dated, so you can go back and see how the Lord is, how He has um, told you to take up your mat and walk. When when you're in those seasons where you mm-hmm. feel like you're just sitting in the pool, uh, waiting. And then you Mm -hmm. can go back and look and see how he's really, um, you know, met you where you, where you were. Mm Yeah.
0: That's so good. So good. Um, I enjoyed this conversation today. I was so excited to have you on, um, the podcast. I told you, I was like, mom, you're going to be on the podcast. She'll actually be coming. (laughs) Yes. I was like, you're going to be on it, um, She'll actually be on another episode and I'm sure future episodes, um, we're gonna be recording a series on grief and loss and she'll be coming back on to share her experience with grief and loss. Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed um, this. I took so much away and I'm hoping that, you know, those who are listening or watching on YouTube that you would also take a lot away. I'll make sure to link where you can purchase the poured out like water 21 day devotional, 21 days of talking to my Jesus devotional where you can purchase that. I will also link. My mom also has a website, which is www.pouredoutlikewater.net where you can purchase the um, devotional, but also where you can read other blog posts or other devotional type um, things to get, you know, encouragement for whatever season of life you're going through Um, those drop every single week. Um, and then I'll also link the nonprofit created by his um, If you're interested in donating or just learning more about the work um, that we do for the girls in South Africa. Um, so before we close, mom, do you have any other words for the people?
1: I want to um, make sure that everyone knows that um, all proceeds from the devotional actually go back into the work that we do um, in South Africa, and I want you to know that our heart is for girls and young people around the world. I believe that the Lord is going to um, birth that nonprofit and ministry into India and some other parts of the world, um, mm-hmm. but know that we care for the girls here in the States, uh, but right now the Lord is just. Um, you know positioned us to minister in south africa so all the proceeds from poured out like water 21 days of talking to my jesus go into buying sanitary pads specifically for the young women in clip town and alexandria there's some other townships that um we will be moving into and so your donations help support us in doing that those that um mm-hmm you know, want to come lo- alongside us and partner, please reach out to us. Um, twice a month, I meet with the girls via Zoom. We do a workshop on something to encourage them, some practical tips and take- takeaways, um, along with biblical content. And then we do a book club where typically we read a face- faith-based book, but practical application where we talk about how can I apply this to my life in the season that I'm in, um, mm-hmm. I want you to know some of the girls we minister to are Christian. Some of them are Muslim young women, um, but God mm-hmm. is really open for and we're thankful and, and grateful yes. and blessed and we have a wonderful team. And so know that purchasing the devotional, um, it really helps us do the work that God has called us to do. And um, thank you. And so visit the website. Look at the other blog posts. We appreciate you. We thank you. We love you. Um, and so, Diamond, thank you for having me on. It was a lot of fun. I wasn't sure, uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun.
0: So it was good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for watching or listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>